Well, hello and welcome. This is Steve, lead pastor here at The Cure Church in Lawrence. Uh, I'm excited to hop in to the message recap for our second core value that we are going over uh, here at The Cure. Uh, Last week, we recapped our first uh, message that we went over in that we talked on the core value of being uh, presence-driven. Uh, how we want to be people that are marked by daily encounters with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and this week, we are going to tackle the core value of um, hard conversations. Now, I believe that establishing core values uh, in the life of a believer is radically important. And, and I believe that because if you just stop and think about any company you've ever seen, Uh, any uh, successful sports team, any businessman, any businesswoman, um, one thing they all have in common is that they have a clear vision and they know exactly what needs to be done in order to execute that vision. And so one thing that we have done with these core values is we haven't just sat down and come up with core values that um, we thought were a good idea based on our own opinions. We We dug into the word of God and we looked, what are some of the most important values that scripture talks about that we can not only make the identity of our church, but we can make the identity of ourselves. Because let's be honest, um, putting up core values on the walls at a church doesn't really mean that those are your core values. Uh, It's how do we live as the church? What, what values do we take and implement into our daily lives? Because that's what determines whether these are real values uh, to us as a church. So I, I think that it's important that we're intentional. Um, it's important that we're intentional because if we're unintentional in defining our culture, then our culture will be a product of just an unintentional thought. Think about it. Um, if you don't define what your culture is, your culture, well, you're going to have a culture one way or another. The culture is there. Uh, I want the culture of my church. I want the culture of my family. I want the culture of my own relationship with Jesus. I, I don't want it to be something that just uh, happens and is undefined. I want it to be intentional. I want it to be defined. And I want to make sure that I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that I'm executing that vision and that I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to hold me accountable to that execution of that vision. So I'm going to challenge you guys as we dig into the word and we analyze this this second core value of having hard conversations. uh, Be thinking, how can I take what the word of God says and how can I let that become the the, the core foundation of my life. I don't want my past experiences to define my life. I want the word of God to define my life. Uh, I, I don't want what people have said about me to shape my uh, frame of thinking when it comes to my value system and, and how I live my life. I, I don't want to give anybody else that ability or that power. Only the word of God should have power to define the culture of our lives. Now, so let's hop in. Let's talk about having 
hard conversations and, and why that's so important. Um, when we think and we talk about having hard conversations, we need to be mindful that God has given us the Holy Spirit for things just like this, hard conversations. Um, the skill set of being able to have a hard conversation with someone when it's needed is so valued. Or excuse me, it's so valuable. And I think it's radically undervalued though. I, I think many people, instead of dealing with situations head on and maybe having that hard conversation full of grace and love, uh, would rather just brush the issue off to the side. Um, because, well, we, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We, we don't want to come across some kind of way. Some of us, we just don't even want to deal with the, the issues and the work that comes with exposing things or, or having difficult conversations. And if we're really honest, most of that is dealing with ourselves and not even with other people. We have a ton of issues within ourselves that the Spirit often probably shows us where, man, it's going to take so much work to walk through that. Uh, it's going to take so much work. And that's just the wrong frame of thinking. Um, I, I believe that if we are people, who, like we talked about last week, if we're people who are marked and defined by having daily encounters with the Holy Spirit, well, then I believe that we will have the fruit of the Spirit within our lives. So it's not anything that we have to do. We have to work so hard. Man, I believe that the Holy Spirit, when he inhabits someone, when he becomes the central focus of your life, when, when he resides in us, we can't help but mirror who he is. And all of a sudden, Galatians 5, through 26, this starts to define your life for you. Let me read it for you. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let's underline that again. And say it one more time. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. You see, this to me is a beautiful picture of what life can be like if we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us. If we walk in the Spirit, if we live by the Spirit, as Paul says, says in doing this, the Spirit is going to produce these amazing qualities in your life, like love and joy and peace and patience. My goodness, like if we're honest with ourselves, that's what we long for. That's what we search the world for. That's what we oftentimes misplace our emotions in. And we think that status or popularity or money or a job or a person, a relationship, we think that those things will produce love and joy and peace and patience. But the truth is, only the Holy Spirit can produce these things. Oh, we, we can get a counterfeit version for sure. I think the enemy is very gifted in counterfeiting the fruit of the spirit, but wrapping it in sin and then presenting it to us as though it's the real thing. And it's not. See, if I was to hand you 
a $100 bill with Bugs Bunny's face on it, you would know right away, well, this is counterfeit. Well, we need to have that same ability to understand when the enemy tries to wrap something up in the word of God, but ultimately it's rooted in a lie. We need to be able to be able to identify that. Now, if you read in the Amplified Version here, in verse 22, it highlights that the Holy Spirit producing fruit in your life is the evidence that his presence is in you. So if you don't have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, if you don't have the, these fruits in your life, listen, we need to be honest and maybe have a hard conversation with ourselves. Is the Holy Spirit dwelling within us? Because if the fruit that is in our life is everything that's counterintuitive to these qualities, well, then we need to stop and we need to evaluate. And this is where the grace of God comes into play and why it's so scandalous, but so beautiful. You might not think you're deserving. Well, let me tell you, you're not. I'm not. We're not deserving of this grace. Well, you don't know what I've done. Oh, I don't need to know what you've done. I know what he did. And he took the burden of our sin to the cross and killed it. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ anymore. That's a hard conversation that you might have to have with yourself at times. Now, I believe, again, that the, the ability to have a hard conversation, um, it's a quality that we need to desire and that we need to pray for. And we really need to study on what it looks like to have the proper ability um, to have a hard conversation. Having a hard conversation based out of anger, that's not going to be fruitful. Having a hard conversation based off of um, pride, not going to be productive. But having a hard conversation out of having an encounter with the Holy Spirit, now that's going to be fruitful. You're going to have the strength to say what needs to be said. You're going to have the strength to then hear what needs to be heard. Now, you could be someone who is almost allergic to having hard conversations because you don't want to deal with the consequences. You don't want uh, to maybe hurt feelings. You, you don't want to have that hard conversation uh, because you know the work that comes in on the other side. Well, I, I would just propose to you that this is where God's grace begins to work. He, Jesus says this, he says that if any of you are heavy burdened, the, the weight of life is just pressing down on your shoulders and it just feels as though it's too much. He says, come to me and take my way of living upon you and I will give you rest. He says the burden of, of living the way that I want you to live, there is no burden. It's light. He says, but if you try to hold on to your life and you try to figure out all the things that you go through by yourself, if you're leaning on your own understanding, I mean, I would argue that it's insanity. I would argue that like, why would we continue to try to fix something leaning on our own understanding when our own understanding has only produced chaos when our own understanding has only led us down paths that led to 
pretty grave mistakes. In my life, the counsel of God has always put me back on the narrow road. It has always been um, having a leader in my life, having my wife in my life, having a parent or a coach in my life, having someone who was able to, to direct me and maybe have a hard conversation to shift my mindset, to show me something uh, maybe from a different view. Now, when I think back even in my own life, I can think of a time when I was very young in my ministry. My wife and I got married crazy young. Um, we were 18 and 19. We started doing ministry together pretty much right away. I couldn't have been but 20 or 21. Uh, my wife was um, working part-time, going to school, uh, getting her uh, associates. I'm working, trying to pay all the bills. We're, we're a young married couple with with real no grasp on how we were going to do anything. Uh, we knew that we loved God and we loved each other, though. But in this season, um, you know, I'm serving as a youth leader. I'm uh, serving as an usher in the church where I'm helping passing the offering buckets to assist people um, with their giving. Ministry is going good. Everything's great. Everything's going the way that I think it should go. Um, but then my pastor called me and he had a uh, he had a hard conversation with me. He had a real heart to heart with me. And he said, Steve, I know that God has his hand on your life and I know that you're faithful in how you serve. But I've got to talk to you about this because you made a commitment if you were going to serve in ministry that you'd be faithful in your giving. Now, up until this point, uh, we, had, we had been as faithful uh, as we thought we could be. We didn't make a lot of money and we started pulling back and being faithful in giving. Now, what absolutely blows my mind as I think about this is my pastor called me in love to show me that I was basically breaking a covenant that I made. I said I would be faithful in giving if I wanted to serve in ministry. See, if you read uh, in the book of First Timothy and you look at the qualifications of a leader in a church, they're pretty steep. Um, being a leader in the church really requires you to be faithful in so many aspects. Uh, and we believe that if I'm going to pass an offering bucket, well, I better be one who's faithful in my giving. And I wasn't. My pastor didn't call and just jam me. He didn't call me and uh, try to make me feel less than or make me feel any kind of way. He called me in love to show me uh, the error in my thinking. Um, and right away, though, I felt this spirit just come up within me to be offended. And I look back now and I can see the enemy tried really hard to get me to be offended in an area that I had no business being offended in. But I thank God that I have a pastor in my life who doesn't shy away from having the hard conversations with me when I need to hear that and I was wrong. And we walked through this and he helped me and we gave even when it hurt and we were faithful. And I can tell you, church, um, man, I, uh, I have only reaped things that I just don't deserve. 
And I know it's because I've been faithful in giving unto God. I know it's because I've been faithful in giving to him that he has been faithful in providing for us. Now, now what if I didn't have a pastor who was able to have a hard conversation with me though? See, when I was in high school, I, I played three different sports in high school. And I remember having a coach who had no problem just going off on me, screaming at me, um, correcting me when I would make a bad play or I would do something stupid. <laughs> um, like a blood vessel was about to pop out of his forehead because he was yelling so hard, right? I had no problem taking correction because I knew that, hey, we were trying to win the game and I messed up. I can own my mistake. See, why is it though that when we come into the kingdom, we allow the enemy to just cause us to be offended about things that we were wrong in. It blows my mind. And we need to have a better understanding of how the enemy works. See, when we feel that spirit rising up in us of, of trying to be offended when someone is trying to have a hard conversation with us, but it's out of love, we need to be open and we need to be humble to receive that. See, I think that at the end of the day, I had a choice. I could allow offense to finagle its way into my life, or I could humble myself and ask for the presence of the Holy Spirit to guard my heart. Now, I really believe that this is one of the most important values that we can have. Um, and I believe that because Proverbs 27 says, uh, excuse me, verses five through six say this. It says, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. Words from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. See, I believe that applies to so many things. I believe it, our church culture, we, we, we need to be um, people who can, you know, if the shoe fits, we have to wear it regardless of, of who it comes from. Sometimes our kids are going to show us things that we're wrong in. Some, sometimes we're going to hear it in a message. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just convict us at our job. Sometimes it might be somebody at your job who has been there for less amount of time than you. It really doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit is going to get a hold of us and show us at times where we're wrong. We need to be humble and we need to receive. Now, within church culture, though, I believe that that applies for, man, our, our pastors and our leaders. As a senior pastor, I have a pastor that I go to. I have a pastor that I receive from. I believe that it's radically important that we all have spiritual authority in our lives. Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be of any benefit for you. See, having hard conversations might not seem ideal, but I can tell you that I am a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better friend, and a better pastor, and a better follower of Jesus because I have been able to receive from hard conversations from some people in my life, especially from my leaders. I believe that not only does church culture improve when we can have hard conversations, I believe marriages can improve when you have the ability to uh, communicate and have conversations, even when they're hard. I, I believe that um, parents and children 
alike in their relationships. I believe that when we do things out of the spirit and not out of our emotion, we can have the conversations that are needed. Um, and our friendships. Now, I believe the word tells us that we are to be um, obsessed with living in harmony with each other. It says that in 1 Corinthians 1. Let there be no division. It says, rather, we should be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. See, I believe that if we're people who embrace the difficult conversations, who see the point in having them, but who are um, obsessed with unity, obsessed with, man, I'm going to have this difficult conversation, but I'm going to stress that I'm doing this out of love, not out of spite. I'm doing this out of love and care, and I'm filled with the Spirit. Man, when, when, when we move that way, I believe that we are setting ourselves up for a culture shift that will ultimately lead to being radically fruitful. Radically fruitful in all of the things that we talked about. In our marriage, with our children, at our jobs, with our families, with our friends, but more than anything else, with the Holy Spirit himself. We need to be able to have the hard conversation and hear from God. When he corrects us, oh, let us tremble and let us be mindful and aware that he rebukes those that he loves. That, that when we are corrected, we should count it all as joy. When, when, when God shows us that we are wrong, we are not to shake our fist up to the sky, but we are to humbly submit and say, you know what? Your way is better than mine. That's going to do it for this week's recap of the message. Um, church, uh, newcomer, whoever you are listening, I really hope that you enjoy these. I hope that these minister to you. If you ever want to catch the full message, um, you can always find us on YouTube at the Cure Church Lawrence. This is where we put all of our messages. Uh, you can actually watch us live at 10 a.m. Um, every Sunday morning as well uh, there on YouTube. So be blessed to have the hard conversations with yourself, with the spirit, with others. Do it in love. Be moved and be driven by the presence of God. Amen. Let's pray real quick. Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for this opportunity to minister your word. I pray that anyone hearing this, I pray that um, Holy Spirit, you give us the ability to have hard but fruitful conversations with those that we love, with our enemies, with those that maybe come against us, with those we don't even know. I pray that all that we do comes out of uh, having an encounter with you because you are the driver of our lives. We worship you. We love you. And we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.